Hello and welcome to Was That in Good Taste? I'm your host, Chandler Phillips, and with me is... Your diminished, tiny, tiny, so cute, other co-host, James. I'm so teeny and cute. The mic is so big, I can't lift it. Oh no, he's way down there. Look at Oh, he's jumping up for the microphone like he's trying to climb a tree. Aw. He thinks he's people. Um, today, we have a very fun, lovely episode where we're talking about celebrities. Celebrities? Why do we like them? Do they know things? What do we know about them? What do they know we know about them? Do they know we're watching them all the time? Everywhere. They're watching us. They're watching us watch all them. All the time. Them. Them. Us. And they're, we are same. Their noses. But different. Their noses are so big. <laughs> their I, thought, I thought you were going to say something eyes. like, we are like their noses. <laughs> in front of their face, but unable to be seen. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Low-hanging fruit only. Oh, uh, Okay. Um, no, but like we got politics is crazy. Celebrities is crazy. I wanted to ask the question to the people, to the people. Why do we idolize celebrities? Why do we? uh, Oh, that's what the topic is. And like, just got it. Where is the line between having role models and joining a cult? We can talk personality. We can talk parasocial relationships. Talk about what? Parasocial relationships. Parasocial. What? Do people have time to make friends during skydiving? <laughs> oh, this guy is so weird. I do not understand. Yeah, well, we will. But before we oh, yeah, teach be- you all those things, we also have to tell you that you're listening to What's That Inga Taste and that you have to follow us. Where yeah. can they follow us? Well, well, I don't know if you know this, but if you go to Anchor. Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm forward slash was that in good taste. You can find all the things, which is us hosted on Spotify and on iTunes and the Pocket Cast, Downcatcher, Dogcatcher, Podcast Attic. If there's a podcast thing and I'm not on it, I dance or eat my eyes. They're not even a podcast thing. They're bogus. Okay. You know what really helps? What helps? Commenting, leaving. Any kind of feedback. If you listen to this somewhere and you can hit a five stars, a thumbs up, or even a thumbs down. What's the point of shouting into the void if it doesn't shout back? Please. I'm so lonely. And what, well, because of, behind the bar, we spoke about, or are speaking about, I don't know how it works. So at the bar. We're at the at, bar We're now. at the bar now. If you want to learn more about what we're drinking, why we're drinking, how much we're drinking, check out Behind the Bar coming up for this episode. The Associated Behind the Bar is going to be coming out the following Monday. The following Monday. And oh. in our Behind the Bar, uh, we have a collection of celebrity-endorsed, celebrity-owned tequilas. We do a little sample, we do a little tasty taste, and we do a little assessment of each one. Now, today, oh. we're featuring one of those fun tequilas. The best one. The best one, arguably. Um, is... The best Batman. I'm lying. Whoa. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> I don't mean it. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay. Though I, I, I did hate him. I didn't hate him. This might be a fun bit idea. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Who are you describing in three hints? 
Who am I describing? You already said the best Batman. Oh, obviously the he best owns Batman. a tequila. No, but the, we, we but we already know that, so that one doesn't count. Um, um, is he a man who stares at goats? Oh, I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, oh, uh, wait. Con- is the Coen Brothers? That one is a Coen Brothers. Yeah, he's not Con Air, but it's Con. Con no, it's. Wasn't that no? No, up in the air. Up in the uh, up in the air is that? It's George Clooney's tequila. It's Casamigos. Names in the Aussie season. Oh wait, no, he was in um. <laughs> he was in an animated show where I was like, wait, George Clooney is in that, and oh, this is gonna drive me crazy. It was like some DreamWorks one. Oh, uh, I I know that uh, George Clooney was in that. Oh, that movie. You know the one. You know the one where he looks really nice and he's like, "Oh, I'm George Clooney." Oceans? Oh, Oceans uh, Eleven or Oceans Twelve or Oceans Thirteen? Uh, I think that was the only one he wasn't. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> look at your Twitter fingers; they're going, they're, they're going. They're, oh, one of my favorites from Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, fuck. I fucking love From Dust Till Dawn. That features one of my all-time favorite celebrity figures, Danny Trejo. Uh, it, um, Get, shit, what's her name? Ah, shit, you're right. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Of course. <laughs> yeah, and you got the whole thing where she's dancing with the snake and yes. Quentin Tarantino. Go- oh, that's the fuck. Oh, how did I fuck up that? No, I mean I knew that the minute you said it. No, because Quentin Tarantino was the best evil character in that. Oh, he was fucking demented. Yeah, he was that. fucking demented. They fucking murdered the fuck out of the lady in the hotel. Oh yeah. Oh, then the shit. The part that always kills me is that. Okay, this is a random tangent, but that movie is like wild because the first half is like. A Quentin Tarantino film. First half's like this, heist movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it second, turns into a Robert Rodriguez film. This is And it's like so fucking wild. And I love it. And I fucking love that movie. Especially the shot when they first, at the beginning, when they have the lady in the trunk and the car is going. Oh. And the car pulls up and then it like x-rays do it so you can see her in the trunk. Like tied up. That's like so fucking awesome. Oh, my favorite part of that movie is... uh. When um, Cheech Marin is playing the uh, the titty bar, oh yeah, Parker, and he's like, that black pussy, white, white pussy, pussy, clean pussy, dirty pussy, pussy, cow pussy, dog pussy, <laughs> cat pussy. If you can think of a pussy, we got that pussy. <laughs> what do you say? You don't like it? It's like eat that. I fucking love that fucking part. Yeah, fucking great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the animated movie that I was drawing a blank on that we're circling back to is Fantastic Mr. Fox, one of my favorite oh, movies. Yeah, that George Clooney's in. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to re-rail us instead of. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, come on! That was a, no, that was a fun tangent. From Dust till dawn. I had come a on. great time on that yeah. tangent. Um, this is the road trolley problem. Go where it's funny, or go where you need to. Fuck. Well, I'm going right now because. I got a pee. Um, <laughs> so what we're drinking right now was just kind of an ad-libbed little cocktail that uh, 
we I thought of. No, this is you. This is all you. This one's me. This and and you actually liked it. I did. Mm. So we have two ounces of Casamigos Reposado tequila. Uh, two ounces of watermelon juice. Watermelon water pressed cold pressed watermelon juice. Um, one ounce of coconut water. Water. A quarter ounce of simple syrup and a quarter ounce of lime juice. <laughs> and then we rimmed the glass here in a little salt uh, with just a pinch of citric acid. Or not salt, it's uh, sugar, salt, and a little bit of citric acid. Just kind of blended in to give a little yeah. bit of tartness. It tastes like uh, those little sour <coughs> gum. It's like round. The gum and the gum and it comes like a little plastic package and they have different colors and the flavor lasts like two seconds. Oh, the zebra ones, not the but no because these are like clear. It's like clear and they're different colors and they're sour and they're gum. Oh, I don't think I know which one you're talking. Maybe it's about. the East Coast thing. I don't know. Well, this that's is... what it's, it's like, whatever. It's like this. It's like the fucking sour sugar shit on candy mm-hmm. on gummy bears. It reminds me of uh, sour patch watermelons. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that was the flavor I was going. That was what I had in mind. That was my vision that, with this cocktail. That was that was your, your vision. I feel like really spoke to me. Like as I drank the cocktail, I just thought this is the representation of everything that Chandler has accomplished. I just this am is so proud. The pinnacle of my artwork. This is it. This is. What I have dedicated my life to. The art world is torn upside down. It's It's gone. Sometimes you have to think about art and drinks, and you say, what if no? We all know he fucks goats, but we accept it because the art's just too good. And of course, sometimes you have to find the artistic inspiration deep within the anus of goats. He it sure is... did love those goats. For some reason, nobody ever knew. He just loved them. <clears throat> well, you see, I was raised in a, a very poor, very poor part of uh, America. So poor, in fact, uh, the only inspiration we could find for artistic stuff was in the feces of the most creative of goats. In much in studying the Sophoclean, uh, <laughs> Socratic teachings of art and philosophy, you learn to supplicate suckle upon your teachers uh-huh to suckle so initially you start as the goat bottom the apprentice of art and you work your way up it's a lot of work <laughs> goats are the toughest art critics <laughs> <laughs> this cocktail is delicious. Um, um, it's a very good balance of a sweet richness that the tequila brings with a refreshing um, 
kind of like a seaside mist of of flavor you get from the coconut water and the watermelon juice. The lime in there and sweetness is just to kind of help balance out that extra, I don't know, aimlessness that comes with pressed watermelon and coconut water. Like, they're too neutral, but they they each add a little bit of pizzazz. I think they both matter, and I was just thinking that, like, if I, have a, I had a restaurant now, how would I make this? Because having the watermelon in a coconut water is it's kind of difficult. But if you had a blend, or if you got your own watermelon pulp, or if you, you could just buy, I guess, watermelon juice and coconut water and, like, combine it into, like, a pitcher or something. Yeah, and do it pitcher style. That way you can make it easier to make the cocktail. The only problem would be it's separating. No, 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 no. To quote the offspring, Mm. you got to keep them separated. You're right about that. Maybe we just, you know what? This kind of drink comes in uh, like pebble dice anyway. This is is a, uh, a drink in a fancy glass with things on it. So this would be like an $18 drink somewhere. So you could you could have it. You can have. This would be an eighteen dollar drink beachside. Yes, yes. <clears throat> oh, we also have something else. We have to. We have to. We gotta talk about this real, real quick because we gotta drink it because I want it. This is. Oh, the shot. Yes. The shot itself, which is the actual tequila by itself, the Casamigos. Just the Casamigos, no amigos. As we spoke about. Oh. Yeah, all right, and give a little salute. So, so, I was oh just my going. God, wow! Wait, hold on. I was just giving it a little snifter right there, and I'm getting just a whole bunch of, like, chocolate and almond, or maybe a little bit of car- What is that? It's nut. It's nut. It's, it's, it's like... It's, it's like, like hazelnut. Yeah, it's like like the, the skin of an almond. Yeah. Yeah. That's tasty. All right, down the hatch. Mm. Mm. Oh, Yep, that's still tequila, though. <laughs> but damn, that is such a rich, like, it's, I'm getting very dark notes. Like, things you would get from chocolate, from coffee, from. No, I can see that. Like, like very rich, like kind of creamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, that is so tasty. Okay. All right. Okay. So, where do you see yourself with this tequila in five years? Oh, Fuck. Uh, it's been kind of tumultuous. We've known each other for 12, 13 years. And we're really pulling it together now. And I I think we're happy. I, I know that sometimes when we talk at night, they, they seem a little listless, like they a little restless, a little lost. But I know they love me, and I think we're making it happen. Yeah. Is this Is this what love is? <laughs> That's me five years with this tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I did a good I feel like I could I should I should act. <laughs> Do you want my assessment? Oh yes. Alright, ask me a question. You Yeah in this tequila just met outside of a bar. Okay. You're friends with their friend. So okay. you don't really know them. That bottle just looking right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not interested. How, how's this going to go? 
Oh, okay. So you're asking like, what's my opener to this tequila, or like, how's the night make going? Make it make it happen. I need to know. I don't know. You need. I need to know. How you gonna pop that cork? Easy peas. Okay. All right. This tequila obviously, obviously. Just wants a little chocolate and comfort. This is a pairing tequila. This is a tequila made for comfort mm. and companionship. Oh. See, this tequila will be out on a party night, but really just want to be at home. <laughs> baking some cookies. <laughs> you know what? I, okay. You know what actually would pair really fucking good with this is um, the cookie dough, like the chocolate-covered cookie dough bites that you would get at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, that. Yeah. No lie, that would pair so well with this tequila. And so you start talking media. You're like, oh, I love TV. I love uh, – have you seen this? Have you seen you seen show? Oh, you should come back to my play. Watch a movie or some shit. That's, that's, how you, that's, that's this night with this tequila. Tequila, I think, is pleased. <laughs> does the does the tequila consent? I, consents to non consenting. The tequila, oh. the tequila has what? Well, don't kink shame. It's just there's a gray area. <laughs> a bottle of tequila is gonna do what a bottle of tequila is gonna do. Let me just say, you talk. You were saying that it's uh, needs gentle. That bottle likes it when I just grab it by. Neck, but. Jesus! <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, it's a first day. It's a first day. Well, all right. Celebrities, celebrities. <laughs> Who are they? Who are how they? Do, do they bathe? Why do we know about them? Why, Why do we know about how they bathe? Why do we know about their like daily habits and all that? So, why do I feel like this one is my friend? You are friends with a celebrity? I feel like I am. I think what's interesting is at the root word of celebrity is celibate. (laughs) And yet, all these whores. Little do you know that it's all just like a, a, a veil. They're all celibate. All of them? All of them. Well, if they're selling a bit, I'll buy a bit. Hey, when Cardi, when Cardi's talking about that wet ass pussy, what she's really saying is, "We all pray to the devil." Okay, that's what W A P. (laughs) Wait, do you think Cardi B is already in the Illuminati? She no, not she. She gonna be in the Illuminati. Me. I listen. Like, could you imagine they're listen, having their Illuminati meeting Cardi and then B Cardi shows up is, and they're like, fuck. Cardi B was the woman that I went to school with who would think I'm a huge ass nerd, you know? So I'm not talking shit. She's rich. She's amazing. She's gorgeous and talented. But she's going to be at the Illuminati meeting like, oh, Cardi. <laughs> they're like, Cardi, we have hoods on actually, and masquerade like ball fair. masks. Because I feel like of all of them, she's probably down with that shit. She knows what's up. She's from the hood. So she probably like, you know, like, Yo, Marco Rubio, like, like you know, she's she's the one enforcing shit. Oh, okay. Wait, Marco Rubio, (laughs) he's there. I don't know the Illuminati. I don't know. He's a Republican. Republicans aren't in the Illuminati. Yes, they are. They're not. They say they're not. So you were like, you go. Oh, 
well, they hate the Illuminati, so they can't be in the Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. Of the, of the conspiracy theories to feel insecure by, the Illuminati actually makes me feel more comfortable in society. How like, so? Because, all right, I don't trust. I have a healthy distrust of the government, not in like an anti-vax way, but in like a, <laughs> like, like y'all like, have I, a rap sheet. It's like, I trust you enough to have to put street lights, but I don't know. Even that. It's like, look, I, I know the CIA did some sketchy shit. And I haven't read every dossier. I don't need to. But I know. But I know some shit isn't always on the up and up. And so, like, I really just, it comes from, like, a, the CIA had fucked up so many, um, I guess, like, government uh, coups, coup d'etats, and, like, there were so many. Coup Crudite? Um... <laughs> Like, there were so many instances where it was like, ah, this was a botched uh, thing, a botched operation. Man, they couldn't do that. Where, like, if you say, oh, well, no, there's a secret society of celebrities who are actually in control of things. I'll be like, oh, thank God someone's actually in control. <laughs> someone's running this shit. <laughs> it's not- you know, in reality, it, it couldn't happen because, like, you know, someone somewhere would be like, I could use this to get enough followers more followers on my tiktok if i go live here and you would you would think as another member of the illuminati but we control everything so we can just give you more followers yeah but for some reason they think it's not the same i had to get my growth organically so then they go to the meeting and they turn on like fucking live Live, you know like you can't fucking put people with egos and shit in a room and expect them to keep quiet about it well, and I think that's the craziest part about celebrities is because who we make celebrities is kind of arbitrary. So the minute that I understood what this topic was about, <laughs> yeah, I started thinking about wrestling. The minute it wasn't just a BoJack reference. Right, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, because when it comes to wrestling, you think, oh, wrestling's fake. Everybody knows wrestling is what they call the work, right? All that shit. But one of the reasons that wrestling is so complex and complicated is because everybody knows their characters, but the characters are kind of based on the real people. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means when you see the people on TV talking like they do and sharing the same, some of the same values they do, except this person cut them off and move a promo. So now they're going to blow up their car and, and, drop them in a, a thing of like uh, concrete <laughs> with the you know with the exception of like you think that you know these people and so when somebody does something bad you think that person's a bad person wait but, like when the character does yes, something bad okay because the lines are really blurred and that right there i think is like the perfect put that up to the mirror of what uh, relationships to celebrities are mm. because you when you when you really watch wrestling a lot right Cody Rhodes started AEW. So you know he's he's very important, but he left. Nobody knows why he left. But people were like, oh, they were looking, they're like, oh, but he was a heel in the last few weeks. So maybe he's being a heel. But in real life, he just left the thing. But it because you see the people, you think you know them. Right. You feel like you've developed a yes. relationship. So you're like, I get what they're thinking. There's a guy from Brooklyn 
and he was at a wrestling event, and he, when Seth Rollins came out, he ran around, tackled him. And they, the guards pulled him off. He's like, because he went to this live event and tackled one of the people who was performing. Mm-hmm. He did that because somebody with a Seth Rollins like fan page wrote him and said, I'm Seth Rollins, I need money. And he suffers from mental illness, so he gave the person money. Like His like girlfriend broke up with him. So he thinks that Seth Rollins tricked him. Tricked him. So he goes to an event and tackles him because people really think that people are the characters they portray on screen. And people like, you know, they see another, a bunch of movies with someone and you're like, you see George Clooney and you see a movie and you think, oh, I know how George Clooney acts because he's like that in all the movies. You don't fucking know what George Clooney acts like. Yeah. You know his <laughs> brand. Like, maybe that's his fucking acting style. Exactly. Well, that's know. his acting brand. Yeah. And that's what I think is fucking crazy is, like, our brand loyalty. Uh, we have brand loyalty to, to when it, to the degree of the individual. And that's where you get into that, like, weird culty area. Like, <clears throat> Like I said earlier, I'm a big fan of Danny Trejo, but I became a big fan of his. Like I, I thought he was cool from like the from Dusk Till Dawn and the Spy Kids and the Machete uh, movies and all that. But it wasn't until I was at a Comic Con in Sacramento where he was doing um, uh, uh, an interview or uh, what's it called signing or something. It was just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and people were asking questions and people started bringing up, uh, some of his charity organizations and all of the other projects he has that are on the side that are like really kind of good human being things to Mm -hmm, do. mm -hmm. And you hear about his life story and how, uh, he, he came up in a, in a difficult time and dealt with some difficult people and had to do some difficult things Mm -hmm. and has made it to this. So there's, there's this sense of like, well, shit, if he overcame all of that and is still able to be an optimistic, positive force in the world, that that's a very positive role model. I think uh, at least, um, for me, but Dan Trejo says, I don't, what did he say? He said, I don't want to be anybody's role model. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, on that same token, he does, you don't want to hold anyone up on a pedestal, but it helps to have something to look up to. And it's hard to look up to something that isn't on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Unless it's... Oh. Oh, no, I just had a real, real bad thought. <laughs> like, the, the only way you could look up to someone... Ooh, you don't put on a pedestal as if they're hanging there. Oh, I was thinking that, yeah. Oh. Oh. It, it's interesting because it, you know his story, for example. Yeah. And we know the words he says, but we don't know him. But it feels like we do. Um, right. Have a Nice Day is a book by Mick Foley. He's a wrestler. And it was a New York Times bestseller. He can't really type. And this is like in the late 90s. So he was in planes. He wrote a book and the publisher was like, Oh, let's give you a, like a ghostwriter. He said, no, he wants to do it. And he wrote a book. Wait, this is mankind. Yeah. Okay. And he did it. Cactus Jack, do love. Yeah. And he did it. And he wrote the whole book and with minor, minor editing. 
it released and it was like a number one bestseller. And I read the book and his words are so real and it feels so real. And it feels like when he jumped off of that roof in 1983 with his friends and he filmed it, it feels like I was there. Yeah. But I wasn't fucking there. You weren't there. I don't fucking know him. You're not his friends. <laughs> you know, I, I'm friends with somebody on TikTok. Um, the username is Scumbag Dad Official, but his name is Brad. And him, oh, just blow up his him, spot. He's a he's a, he's an orthodontist from Ohio, and uh, him and Hannah, his wife, who would have a cool story. They just randomly met, and then like a week later, were married, and they're having a baby now. And it's been a while. Like oh, they've been together for years, and. Like I'm like they've been the biggest fans since the, like I first joined TikTok and at the beginning of the pandemic and there were people they were people who also joined so I've been a fan of them since, since the very beginning and so it feels like I like I just been there but now that he's like I've been doing this content and he's been doing pretty well and it's been pretty pretty funny but like I don't know he doesn't like my comments anymore oh and is he is he too big for you now and it's like. Is he too big for me? That's right. Can I not take all of this? Is it just too much for me to handle? If or maybe I just don't sun. fucking know him. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be it too. Those that's parasocial relations, but that's what it means. Yeah. That's what that is. Where it's a relationship, but it's it's like a pseudo relationship. It is, yeah. Because you're the only one who's developed this. Well, you can have parasocial relationships could kind of could kind of be mutual, but like I don't know that 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 only happens between Twitch streamers and fucking people in chat. Um, but the, here's fans. a here's a question: What are celebrities, and do they know things? And of those things, do they know liquor? Because we've had a lot. We featured the Casamigos before. Now we're doing the Casamigos, the Termania, and the Villa One. We've uh, done aviation. We've had proper twelve. We've even. had proper twelve. Proper twelve. We've had a bunch of those. So like, uh, and even ones that we didn't even realize were like, you know, some phase person has their hands on all this shit. Uh, Miraval is oh. actually Angelina Jolie, the rose. Really? The sparkling oh, rose. I know the sparkling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is she? Kind of good, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a yeah. pretty high quality rosé. Yeah, like, yeah, it's uh, like I fucks with it. Yeah, I don't really like them like that, but I kind of like those little brute rosés or whatever. And that, I mean, even Snoop Dogg has a nineteen crimes wine, which I bought also. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just have a bunch of celebrity things now. Ooh, it, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to take it back. Let's take so take yeah, it back do... to a little historical context. Okay, of what a celebrity is. Oh, what is a celebrity? And how are they a celebrity, and when is a celebrity? So some historians speculate that a lot of the uh, mythology that we come across, especially in the Greek sense, is actually based off of... Um, oh, the Greek. Uh, like actual human people mm-hmm. who lived. So like during the 18,000... BCE, like there would be the, I think that was the Mycenae. Um, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get real into. It. I'm too, I'm too drunk to think of all the different eras. But basically, but you remember BCE mm-hmm. before Common Era, before the Common Era. Era. Um, I'm a DJ now. 
There, there's reports of like kingdoms and kings and and histories that link up to a lot of the stuff that, like, if you were to retell a story verbally over time, you could get how Hercules and his twelve labors really just came from some spoiled prince uh, a couple hundred years earlier who fucked up real bad, but he was also super strong and mm-hmm. super lit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these stories are really just kind of remnants of celebrity tabloids. <laughs> ah, I like this. Okay. So, like, you got uh, King Midas, right? Oh, the Midas touch. Trust the Midas touch. So, like, there, there's the whole, f- the, like, fable aspect to it where it has the moral teaching of, like, oh, if you, you value money too much, you're going to lose the things you love. But there's some speculation that there was an actual King Midas, and he probably had some sort of affliction for gold. He loved gold! <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, sorry. You just... That is... Oh, fuck. Did I, I just unlock a core memory. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, but because he was such a celebrity, or an inf- He was the Mel Gibson of his time. And lived on in infamy. Think about that. That's King Midas, where he's, oh, man, everything he touched turns to gold. And then he left a voice message on his on his daughter's answering machine and said the hard K word. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, so, I'm dying at you doing the gold The gold member. member. <laughs> uh, you know that I, I mentioned to you before I was watching the Black Lady comedy show. Mm-hmm. And there's a skit where it's like, the pastor is having people come up and speak. And one of the people was like a stand-up comedian and she's always trying to do her stand-up comedy. <laughs> and in this one, she goes up there and this reminded me of you because she goes up there and he, he's like, no, you can't. She's like, no, no, I got it. I'm not going to do no comedy. I promise. It's like, no stand-up comedy. She goes, look, stand-up comedy. And she goes, my wife, that's Borat. I do impressions now. And I don't know. Just, that just reminds me of you just fucking doing the go. Like, just just like in, the, in the middle, you're just like, God, go. Like, you got to throw in an impression. You just sprinkle it in. My, my why. My. Oh, God. My what? We're not actually laughing at my wife. Please, if you listen to this, don't understand the context. Okay? No, fuck you. I'm laughing at my wife. <laughs> I'm laughing at the Borats. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but like we have these ancient celebrities, so we. I feel like we as humans in a society. Oh my God, Jesus is a fucking celebrity. Jesus is a celebrity. Celebrity overnight. It, well, I mean, <laughs> practically, Jesus. Jesus was the uh, first Kirk Cameron. <laughs> does that does that read? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. But yeah, you got this major following to the point where it doesn't really matter what the person says or does it's like or stands. Actually... It's like BTS stands and Eminem stands, mm-hmm. right? You know, you got Muhammad stands. You got Jesus stands. You got fucking simps for Moses. Oh my God! You got people who are just like literally like. Um, actually, Jesus is a Jew, and, like, so even though uh, Christianity came from him, he's always been a Jew. So. Well, actually, okay, so you have stands for Jesus and simps for the Virgin Mary. 
Oh, of course. And that's where the break between Catholicism and Protestantism mm. occurs. But the, if you're really nerdy, you can't read the passage about parting the Red Sea because you can, a lady would never do that for you. So you just can't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> he stands there, his arms in the air, and it's, I mean, it parts. It, just, it, just, it parts. <laughs> it's wide open. Come just on inside. <laughs> and it's wet, too? What? So that means the biggest celebrities from history are probably religious? Yeah. Well, I mean, also, we do have, like, because we think, when we think of celebrity, we often think of people like, oh, we're, we're talking about celebrity, we're talking about movies. But celebrity is uh, different sizes, because people who I follow on Twitch, like, Hassan is, like, the biggest Twitch streamer, political. He's as famous as Tucker Carlson. But, Gross. like, so many people on there are, like, less popular than I am, right? But, but some they're people, still celebrities? But, but, you, but like, it, all it, it only takes a little bit, I think, of admiration or a little bit of a following to become uh, a celebrity. So that means that any historical figure who we speak about is automatically a celebrity. Yeah, if we're still talking about them and they're dead, look here, buddy. Yeah, like, uh... You're a celebrity. Fucking... You know, and then well, I'll give you one. Horace Mann. He lived in the eighteen uh, hundred, mid eighteen hundreds. Reformed the educational system in uh, the American Northwest. Um, was one of the most influential in developing a public education system, and that's why he's forever known as Horace Mann, the educational centaur. <laughs> Just delivering books and reading goods across the. He was like Johnny Appleseed, but with with words instead of just fucking apples. Fuck. Johnny gonna, Appleseed's a I celebrity. He's ex- an actual person. I didn't expect a joke, by the way. I I thought your story was going to be boring, so I started to formulate a joke that oh. I was going to use as a punchline. <laughs> but then this, this, it was a joke. And I then just, it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't expect that shit. Uh, Johnny Appleseed... Um, not Jeremy Irons. That's fucking. That's the that's the fake uh, real name of Steel. Uh, what's the name of the guy with the fucking hammer and the railroad? Oh, oh, uh, t- Tom. No, John Henry. John Henry. Yeah. Yes. Who was also a real person? Yeah. Like you know, isn't John Henry? Yeah. Pocahontas. Though I'm scared to say that. Like maybe that's not her. Name and I, no, I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah what I am know. I gonna take some authority here? <laughs> okay, now as soon as I started, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, no, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm this, I just I don't know. But like, I'm but just like, saying, but celebrity. Whoever, yeah, but only because of Disney, really. But here's the thing, right? So we talk about things culturally sometimes, and I remember joking with you that you know who Prince is because I, I do know. meet white people who don't know who Prince is. Ugh. Prince is. That dis- from, that disgusts Prince me. Prince is from a city, and he was a big star. But he wasn't as big as Michael Jackson, who was his contemporary. He was not as big as some of the people who uh, you think of uh, as being pop stars at the time. Not a lot of people who aren't from where he's from or who aren't black and American know who he is. But that doesn't mean he's not a celebrity. So that means that there's lots of... there's. Uh, uh, see. So what? What is the what is the bar? Like, well, okay. For, for example, people know me. Here's the bar: if you know how to fuck, you know Prince. Like, not if you know how to. Procreate. So how do you know how Prince? If you know how to 
fuck. Well, cause so again, <laughs> how do you know? Cause, <clears throat> cause I found the Purple Rain album in my parents' CD collection. <laughs> Shit. Oh God. We got, ladies and gentlemen, we got here today to get to this thing called life, life, life. To get this thing called life. Electric word life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you, there's something else. else. <laughs> the afterworld. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Prince is an amazing celebrity. But and the- I would say, I would put him on a pedestal because he's dead. Oh, now we're going to get to that shit. Now we're getting into that. Cause... It is so hard to have celebrity idols or to even have celebrity role models Tupac who are still alive. Ooh, now, Tupac. the older we get, just in general, from the, from like the 90s, I feel like people, that conversation doesn't happen. Like when I was a little kid, you'd be on the playground, you know. That conversation happened when I was a kid. It's going to stop happening because. I mean, I was in the West Coast, who so gonna, it just got there later. People who are 21 years old. Were that's al- true. That was literally, that, that's years no, after but they, they don't, died. But they don't know any different. So they're the only ones who are going to have that. Because everyone else has an opinion. They're yeah. going to be the ones actually asking the question. Being like, so, genuinely, mm. as a neutral. And it's definitely Tupac. It's definitely Tupac. And literally, I don't know if people who listen to know this. We're in the neighborhood. Literally, I, I, know, I know Biggie's, uh, his aunt. Okay, I see his mother being in the mad food. I was at work, and his aunt came in, literally in the area. But why? Like, Biggie is an amazing artist and one of the hands-down best hip-hop artists of all time. But, but, if you talk about just being a revolutionary and a... And Tupac's a, mother? A celebrity. Celebrity. Tupac's mother... Was a fucking revolutionary. Yeah. His fucking... His aunt? Godmother, technically. Mm. Asada Shakur. Yeah. Wild fucking shit. Wild fucking shit. Labeled the a run. domestic terrorist. Right? And when he died, he was only like 24. He had just started being in movies and fucking TV social shit. Like, he actually Wait, probably... he died when he was 24? Yeah, he died fucking young, bro. You know how you know? Because... He wouldn't be 80 now. Yeah. He'd be like 50. He'd be like Eminem's age. Yeah. Shit. You know, and in that time, I think that I actually had this weird conspiracy theory where I think that maybe he was murdered because literally his family was all like revolutionaries and shit. What? What? No, no, James, he was murdered. But you know what I mean? He was murdered murdered by the government. He did not die of natural causes. By the government. Okay. Oh, okay. The government. <laughs> I'm starting to think there might be foul play afoot. Something is not quite you know, right. People don't just drop dead <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard just willy nilly. Um, <sighs> but even then, like. <clears throat> It's tough to even put celebrities in role model positions who are dead when you find out new shit about old celebrities, too. 
I don't know. I feel like it depends because, um, like Michael Jackson, uh, avoided and legally was said to be not guilty of thing of being of think horrible things that he was accused of. Right? Yeah. He was accused of a lot. He was proven innocent. No matter what nobody says, he was legally proven innocent, right? And then he died. More stuff came out, and yet he's still a fucking icon. Yeah. Because maybe the stuff that came out wasn't bad enough. Or does it not matter? So, like, is there a formula? Is there a formula for, like, how good or at least how successful you have to be as a celebrity for you to... 100%. 100%. Get away with certain things. When you're dead, it wherever you're... So outside outside of the equation, when you die, you're outside of the equation in group B. When you're in group B, your level of celebrity doesn't rise, it doesn't fall, right? But because you're dead, right? Mm-hmm. Your celebrity is paused. Now, for some people... Mm, for but some no, people, but when you die, there's a spike. Uh, well, it depends on how your level. Because if you're low, when you die... People don't miss you. You're just forgotten. So you'll go down. Okay. In celebrity, right? So it so when you're dead, it's outside because the formula has to happen when you're alive. And then whatever happens after you're dead is you're dead. When you're alive, the formula is easy. Did you make them money? Not just money. Did you make them more money than anyone else has ever made them money? Because when the answer is yes, then it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to fucking survive as the biggest fucking celebrity and no matter what harm you do it's gonna be not looked at what about like uh jerry lewis jerry lewis not not really a racist groomed young girls well well was it grooming i don't know he did something that was like oh man you same with the fucking charlie chaplin like i mean underage cousin or some shit you know come on man he's got own little kids man it depends so now if you talk about on Led zeppelin come (laughs) on kids on tour bus don't even get me started with that shit right music in the fucking 90s it's like dude that's like the she's like she's like 12 and I shouldn't be looking. She's only 17. Uh, 17. Or like ICP said in an eating game. He's like, I'm staying at your, t- your sister. I'll tell you this. I know she's only 13, but she got some big tits. Ugh. And obviously they're being satirical and they're supposed to be mocking it. That's the whole point. But it doesn't matter. It's still. It's just fucking grody, bro. Yeah. yeah it's just like fucking grody. If you make all the money, it kind of doesn't matter. Then, if your celebrity is like paused and like it falls to like the amount where like it's like it's like a video game where it's like just existing on the amount of resources, which is people caring, yeah. right? So like after the spike or whatever, it'll settle. So people have forgotten you. You're not making new stuff or whatever, right? But if like it's 50 years later and it's like ah, he was a fucking rapist. You're no longer a person. You're an abstract concept. So it doesn't right. matter mm. what you've done. Now, if but, you died like five years ago, the people who are who you harmed are still alive, and they're and they're they're aching for justice. So, like, if okay, if like R. Kelly was dead, could we listen to his music again, or is he too um, abstract of a concept to be associated with his it art? It depends, because it's now. If it was twenty years from now, mm-hmm. 
and he was dead in like the next five years and somehow his music was still like popping De- bruh bruh <laughs> fucking remix to ignition no, people, came out like it doesn't get played anymore though no, that's not uh, have you been to the white parts of brooklyn <laughs> i'm not i'm just saying that like it'll fade eventually and if it doesn't then at a certain point it won't matter it, it was, just it just won't matter yeah I just there's sometimes I get real bummed when like I'll make a reference to a trapped in the closet episode and then I feel intrinsically bad that I'm using an R. Kelly reference and then the fact that I'm making the reference that nobody gets. Yeah, I was watching something and they did a trapped in the closet reference in two thousand twenty two and I thought to myself, I gotta tell Chandler about this. Because <laughs> Who the fuck is still doing trapped in the closet <laughs> they references? Trapped in the closet references. I was just standing there. Well, since we got to talk about celebrity, we do have to kind of like touch on briefly. Like, I, I mean, I, I was talking to you about this earlier. Uh, I, you know, like when the Manson thing happened, right? And it came out that Manson might have like assaulted, uh, allegedly. Wait, Charles or Marilyn? Marilyn. Oh, okay. Um, had uh, assaulted some of his partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I say alleged because there's things ongoing and stuff like that, you know. But right. I believe them immediately. Like the minute that I heard that, but then a friend of mine reached out to me and she used to tour with them. She was dating like one of the tour guitarists. He was like abusing her. And I had, I, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, the, the environment, uh, what do you call it? The, um, what like kind of the environment, the culture, the ecosystem, the, the culture is tied onto people who are in charge. And Marilyn Manson, the person in charge for that, I had something like a little personal, like it was a little personal to me. So I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to listen. Um, <laughs> But now when it comes to things like R. Kelly or like I mentioned to you before, Chris Brown, like it's hard for me to support people who beat women. But also I listen to lots of other artists and I play video games and like I draw the line. I guess I draw the line at like when I can like identify or really connect with them or the situation or whatever. But like the line is where like it depends on like how bad the harm is. Like if it's listening to music like, if you listen to music produced by a rapist who's not in jail and he uses the money from the music to rape, if he's like, yeah, my rape budget's gone up because my Spotify song's done good this week, then you shouldn't listen to the music. But, like, right. <laughs> the, the, the one hundredth of a penny that R. Kelly would get from you listening to his fucking songs on Spotify doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like, it, does it benefit him enough? Like, and who decides? That is a hard line to draw. I think one of the most, like, distinct hard cancellations we've seen where, like, a line was drawn in the sand where it's like, nah, we don't fuck with this celebrity anymore, was Kevin Spacey. Um, but that's because it was not, like, always, it's not, like, doing, assaulting someone sexually and then people being mad at you about it, it's not cancellation. <laughs> you know, you can't do things. No, I know. But, like, I mean, as far as, like, people stopped watching House of Cards. Like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't stop listening to what? Led Zeppelin or, or I mean, I listened to or R. Kelly or, like, any of the other musicians that have had uh, allegations or a history of sexual misconduct or um worse 
<laughs> like the there's the desire to want to separate the art from the artist. But is is that same desire just as like is it just as self fulfilling as like, oh man, I should boycott uh fucking Kellogg's or Nestle or whatever, but fuck, I need chocolate. I mean it depends because like as a vegan, I'll tell you that like being vegan doesn't fix the world because the real problem is corporations. You know? The meat industry is not individuals who eat meat. It's literally just a terrible industry, right? But um, I think we all have to make our own, like, little personal things. We all have to make our personal, like... Gotta pick your battles. You know, pick your battles. if it doesn't hurt you to not support something or someone who doesn't share your values, and it doesn't hurt anyone else, and that's where I think some of these Republicans get mixed up. Because they heard the first thing I said, but not the second. Mm. You know? Because, like, you really don't have to like women getting abortions. You are allowed to hate it. You're allowed to be at home and be so fucking mad at it that you think they're fucking stupid fucking whores. Even though that's terrible and you shouldn't think about people like that, you piece of shit. But you could do it. You can harbor those thoughts. (laughs) But you shouldn't be mean to people and harm people and disallow other people from things because you don't like it. You know? And... So no, right, but like, okay, so it came out that Jeffrey Tambor was problematic, right? Who? Jeffrey Tambor. He's uh the transparent. He's uh he, he's in the move or in the show Transparent, where he plays. Oh, I oh, trans I that shows in Showtime or something. I remember. Parent. I always went to watch it, but I never did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's also the dad in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, he's mm-hmm. in tons of stuff. Tons of stuff, but apparently there was some there was some stuff that came out that he was a problematic person on set, or at least you know just. Oh kinda... yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it turned out that he was like kind of a little weird. Yeah, so like, can I not watch Arrested Development now? I think there's a difference between that and like Joss Whedon. Wait, what Joss Whedon do? So, um, Michelle Trashkenberg, who I used to have a huge crush on when I was a kid. She played the sister in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. At the time, she was like 13, 14 years old. Mm. Um, it came out recently that there was a rule on set to not let Joss talk to Michelle. You couldn't let him near her because, well, you know how Josh, Joss is. You know? Uh, so, <laughs> and the thing is, is that that's actually hurt him a lot. Mm. You know, like he made uh, Guardians of the Galaxy change the entire tone of the Marvel movies and made the billions of dollars. Yeah. Joss Whedon is a big, important figure in filmmaking and he did that and he did, he was creepy to other people and he never recovered from it because people will put up with a lot of things. You can beat women, but you can't touch children. Yeah. Well, but even I mean, that, you no, could, but... no, you can't, you can't touch children. Well, no, wait. Okay, I want to preface. This isn't this isn't my personal view. This is what okay, this is what it seems like where the line society has drawn. The line that you've drawn personally, okay. Yes, this is where I personally think that it is okay to touch children. <laughs> well, cuz there's like <sighs> This is going to sound bad. This is this is just I can't formulate the thought well enough. 
I'm here for it. Let's go. Because it was very prevalent in the 60s, 70s, up into the 80s. And I'm sure even after that for uh, glam rock and like the the kind of like, oh, just big, big concert bands. You get a bunch of groupies and you you have a fun time in the tour bus. Well, sometimes those groupies aren't of age. That seems like it is. it was deemed more acceptable. And under that guise or under that kind of, I, I guess, scenario, people are like, oh, yeah, sure. So what if, like, a couple of the of these, like, crazy rock bands have a couple, um, I don't know, faux pas with age limits. But then you hear stories of, like, they're, they're grooming um, women. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a, um, uh, not Wu-Tang, um, went out my brain. Oh. Public Enemy. Uh-huh. There was a Public Enemy, there's a Public Enemy song where they're, like, rapping and they're, like, about this girl who's hot and she's in the van and, like, fucking her. And then they're, like, well, she's only, like, 16 or something. And I'm just, like. Whoa. That's a crime. Now, <laughs> I get that. I'm pretty sure when they wrote that. They might have been like nineteen or even twenty, which actually makes it a little less weird if you were that age. Yeah, but as an adult, it's still wrong and weird. Uh-huh. And just like, and then they were talking about gang banging her and the fucking. So just it's not excluded to just rock, but rock was the prevalent fucking genre, you know, coming out of the fucking seventies. So you you get See, people fucking just like you know, where you're like, oh shit, so this person or. Like you hear now, where you're like, "Oh, this this guitarist is now married to their wife, and they've been together for twenty something years." But when they met, she was sixteen, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, um, but somehow that's more socially acceptable than. Oh, you mean like uh, it's socially acceptable, right? Like it's the kind of thing that people accept. Like yeah. maybe even people who are members of uh, of Congress, yeah, and people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, who first met her uh, her husband um, when um, she was a teenager and he was in college so around the same time that he got um, he got arrested and tried and convicted on uh, sex offender. He's on a sex offenders list. Sounds like a bad for boy. for flashing underage girls his penis. Which is apparently where uh, our senator Marjorie Taylor Greene met him. Isn't that just the darndest <laughs> meet cute? I'm oh. just saying, like you know, fucking... see, liberals want the meet cute where you're both at an occupied Wall Street rally <laughs> and you bump, you're chanting at the same exact tempo, and neither one of you know each other or wants to assume each other's genders. Who so... streets our streets bump into each other? Oh. I'm so sorry there. I didn't mean to bother you. No problem. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to hurt you. I don't have any health care. Please don't sue me. Oh, it's okay. We're not in cars. I don't have any auto insurance. So it's Are you okay. here by yourself? Yes, I'm with my friends. Oh, is that them over there? Yes, that's them. Hmm. Not using gendered language, are we? I think this might be something between us. The conservative me mm-hmm. cute. Oh, hey. Is that my dick in your coffee? 
Whoops. I just work at this quirky hometown coffee shop. God is great. God is great. (laughs) Man, it's so weird how we just ran into each other. It's not like I've been scoping you out for the past 20 minutes. While you were standing in front of your high school. Yeah. That you're leaving because you're a freshman. Oh, you... (laughs) Well, I guess we were supposed to take this in a gross turn, and you took it gross. Like that—that's where the joke necessitated it, but it still is off-putting. I just don't get. I'm just because I remember when my like when I had been out of high school for like two years, my friend was dating like a fucking a senior from her old high school, and we were like standing outside across the street because you're not allowed to be on the street. You're not a fucking high school student fucking waiting and fucking i remember just gross. thinking to myself like this is gross like as, even, even as like soon two years... as i got out of high school <laughs> i was like oh my god you fucking children and guess what can i say something you're, you're always like oh i only had like four partners blah 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 i didn't get late i'm gonna tell you something it's because you weren't fucking people who were too who were younger than you okay because <laughs> that's the yeah, i fucked a lot of poo y'all fuck that pussy bro i fucked that pussy so you were 22 and she was 16 got you bro Ugh. Got you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of the celebrities. That's one of the biggest things that you will see is is them being accused of like doing that, and mainly because young people are fucking impressionable, and they throw themselves. Like, look, look. When I was sixteen, I'd have fucked any celebrity. They showed me any sort of like, oh wow, you're interesting. I'd be like, it's Sydney Portier. Let's go. Just sit on my face. Ooh, a raisin in the sun. Just let me feel valid. Oh, Jean Valjean. Yes, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe? From the the Les Mis movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Russell Crowe's not my type. I think just because we look too similar. Like, just kind of scruffy. And I'm Javert. Scruffy white men. <laughs> it's not my time. <laughs> you get the friction from your beard rubbing. It's yeah. going to start, start a, start a, fire, a far, far friction fire. fire. <laughs> uh, if you, okay, we got a celebrity uh-huh. crush yours. You can list a few, but do you have a first? And do you have one that like stuck in your mind? Okay. One of, one of my first or like my current right now? Uh, I, ooh, ah, whatever makes you happy, Papa. One of my first celebrity crushes was Shania Twain. I'm here for it, okay. Um, I think it was the whole, that don't impress me much. And I was like, please, let me try to impress <laughs> you much. <laughs> um, currently, I'd say celebrity crush, Kat Dennings. Oh. Because I, too, am a broke girl. That was funny. Come on, that was. Um, all right, right back at you. Hit me with your celebrity crushes then Man. and now. Then and I, now. I don't know what my first one is, but I know I used to have like one. One of the OGs. One of the ones well, like, where like I mean, like TLC and like like fucking... just all of TLC, <laughs> of course. Oh. Especially Left Eye, because oh, okay. I'm like, well, you're really chasing waterfalls know, right? there. <laughs> um, let me see. Um, I love Topanga, of course. Mm, boy meets world. Um, maybe from uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Oh. Now, Michelle Trashkenberg, I mentioned. 
we're the same age, or I'm either a year older than her or a year younger than her. But I think I might be like a year older than her. It, it was season four. Mm. It's the end of the season, and Buffy Summers goes in to upstairs to her room, and she goes into her bathroom. And there's a girl in there washing her face, and she looks in the mirror. And Buffy goes, Ugh. What are you doing in here? And leaves and goes to her mother and goes, Dawn is in there taking the thing. And the mother goes, be nice to your sister. And I remember thinking, what? We're seasoned. What? There's a sister. And also she's hot. Oh. Because I just had like such a crush on her. She and, was a self. And I forgot about something because she was my first crush ever. Aw. I forgot about that because she also played Harriet the Spy. I think, wait, Harriet the Spy? Bye. Yes. I love that movie. And she would run around and she like used like little gadgets and stuff that she made. And I used to just like love that show. And when I was her age, when I was watching it, I thought I, I like had a crush on her. I get that. I used to be like, oh, this is my little girlfriend. Aw. Aw. Well, okay. Now just... all my crushes are TikTok people. Gross. They're children. Some of them are older than me. All TikTok is like Kara. It's Kara. Kara Lynn Dunton. I know you don't listen to this, but if you did, if you did, please, I, I love your hams. I have shower onions. I know you're famous, but there you go. Hey James, you know if you were the lead singer of an alt punk band, uh, alt punk band, you'd be simp old plan. <laughs> Um, Hello, uh, at Chunky is dead. Melissa Ong, how are you doing? I googled you. That's why I know your name. Um, don't kill yourself. You're too sexy. That's such a banger. That's such a good song. I like your new song too. And you're really, I know you put that shit in your like hot girl phase, but I like it. You're like really attractive and you're smart. Hey James, if you were. <laughs> Uh, 2000s Disney cartoon, you would be simp possible. <laughs> you got one more? I think I, I do. Might... Okay, I go do for it. actually. Okay. Brad and Hannah, I love you guys, and I'm really happy you guys are having a baby. That's like really cool because I feel like we really connected with me watching all of your videos. And I know that Hannah's pregnant, but I mean. You're both kind of cute, and if we can kind of make it happen, I would love to. And how do you guys hang out with Melissa? And Melissa hangs out with Carolyn. Carolyn! So, if Kara and Melissa wants to hang out with us, and we can just have a gathering, I would love that. Also, E. Katie can come, too, and Sean. E. Katie's cute. I like her hair. You know, I just had it in my head, and it was a really good one. Oh. Hey, James. Yes. You know, if you were a character in the boondocks. Who would I be? You'd be a simp named Slickback. A simp named Simpback? Yeah. That, oh, damn it. You fucked it up. This fucking... Hey, Chandler. Yeah? If you could impregnate or have a adopt a child with mm-hmm. any celebrity mm-hmm. who would it be like who's mommy daddy material 
Ooh. Who, what celeb would I, wait, alive or dead? Oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to (laughs) judge. Um, that's a great question. That's a great question, Bob. To go with Jennifer Coolidge. Now? Stifler's mom. I know we just spoke about her, but. Still would. Just to say you did. Mom material. <laughs> um, I don't think it's possible. But okay. If, if it's popsicle, it's possible. Well, do you have any more uh, celebrity things? Tell me. I know you got something else. Any li- any, uh, what other celebrity? Okay. Okay. We're going to, we're going to sup. We're going to summarize it up. Real, real We're quick. We're going to wrap it this up. We're going to wrap it up. I want two answers from you. Okay. Shit. I only have one. Who is your celebrity role model Ooh. that you feel is due to be taken down and you're worried oh. is going to be coming, coming down anytime soon? And then who's your problematic favorite? I'll let you there choose. There are no gods, but... Even though there are no gods, there are people that are like really cool, and like you know, Bill Nye is just like a person, but like the people, you know, like people like that, it's yeah. like ah, whatever. You're just you know, like, it's man, media. it would be dope. Like I know I'm manu- it's manufactured to make me want to feel like I want to be this person's friend, but like I feel like we'd vibe. DF TBA, don't forget to be awesome. Hank and John Green, the Vlog Brothers, old school YouTubers, huge. Uh, John Green, the um, the author of the amazing Fault in Our Stars, which was adapted as a movie, mm-hmm. Turtles All the Way Down, which is also being adapted into a movie, as well as a bunch of other amazing novels. They are so amazing and so empathetic and so fucking kind. And everything they do is for other people. Everything they do is to better their world. Everything they do is to educate, to educate, and to support each other and... I love them. They're so great. And they are going to, I don't know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's like you gonna, feel they're flying a little too close they, to the sun. Cause they're just so great. And they've been with their partners for like a long time and they live in like fucking nowhere. Like, they're, Oh, they're going to start a compound. Like, Oh, they live in the middle of the nowhere. They're, they're uh, starting a cult buddy. Uh, like something's going to happen. And then my problematic favorite. Problematic favorite. Oh, I, I forgot that there's actually like a like a We thing. have a drop for that. Oh, is it this one? No. No. Wait a Problematic favorites. Oh, we can do it. You ready? We're gonna oh alright. So we're gonna do our segment. Wait a second. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> so we're gonna do our segment. Problematic favorites. They're racist. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yes, I'm pretty sure that most of my problematic favorites are probably racist. I don't fucking know. Name a person. Name a thing, okay? Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Whatever. He fucking... Out of costume, jerked off in the fucking like in a jerk titting. off theater, like whatever. It's like, what they're for, whatever. And what's the point of having a porn theater if I you're not supposed to jerk off? I get too upset thinking about like men, like people who beat women. So I don't really listen to like people who like, but like honestly, 
like if you're not a pedophile, you don't beat women. Like if you did something really bad, depending on how bad it is. What about like uh, I don't know, just sexual misconduct? Depends on how bad it is. Mm. I know you people are like, well, how dare he? Well, huh. listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to be. I didn't get sexually assaulted. I'm not saying that it's better, like that. It's like they did, and it's sad, and it's terrible. And that person who did it should fucking face some fucking judgment, okay? But I've listened to that song since I was in high school, and I'm not gonna stop now. Oh, I was thinking of a different person. I was thinking of someone a little bit more ginger and bald in a different genre. Like who? Who's that? Performing. Oh, like I knew you were thinking Louis C.K. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I listened to his special when it came out because I was like, I'm just gonna, but like, well, I don't support. Like, and I knew, like, I knew okay. you mentioned, I knew, you, I knew this what you were talking about because like, there's only two levels, right? <laughs> like, like, well, there's problematic. Like Dave Chappelle is problematic, where it's just like ah, his rhetoric might be a little disconnected, and then there's problematic where like, oh, they're. Uh, what? Well, I, 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 okay, wait, no, no. Are there um, three levels of problematic? No, so I'm, I'm gonna say honestly that one of the levels is like, really, it's not that you st- like when people do things that are bad and it comes out. I don't stop listening to their things. I just lose interest. Uh huh. Because I'm not interested in being the fan of somebody who does things that are bad, who hurt people. There's only one thing I'll allow. Is if there are hurt, if some music or art hurts feelings, and the hurt feelings aren't some sexist, bigoted, fucking racist shit, but it's just like hurt feelings or an actual difference of opinion. Oh, fucking whatever, like you know. But if it hurts people, yes, that's your line. Yes. So, like, if there is a musician who's anti-vax, and in an interview they ask him and he says, "I'm anti-vax." I might still listen to his music because he's not actively trying to like do harm to people. You what know? if there's like a quarterback who's like anti-vax or goes on Joe Rogan or something? Um, do they deserve to retain their celebrity status? I mean, people are allowed to have opinions. And wait, no, not in the NFL. I'm sorry, no, I'm, I know, James. Right? Come on, because they're because because they're black. Um, oh, oh shit! Is that is the NFL problematic? Is it problematic? Oh no! Are we uh, supposed to not like the NFL anymore? No, am you, I being sarcastic yeah. or am I just drunk? I don't know anymore. When you listen to fucking, it's up to you to decide. People do bad things and say bad things. Somebody saying. Who will be canceled? I don't Who is like still okay? You vaccines. I think they're stupid. But like you can't be mad at somebody. The state of our education system in this fucking country, all the fucking things that we complain about. You can be mad that other people that you don't know are fucking not as educated about some things as you are. So unfortunately when it comes to things like that, it's like, okay, that's like a shitty opinion. And if somebody's like, I fucking hate trans people, it's like, wow, you're really shitty. <laughs> like and that's that no, and that'll that... and that'll also affect my enjoyment of their stuff. But if they're like, I hate trans people and also let me go to the Senate and fucking like try to like help 
advertise this fucking anti-trans bill in Texas that makes people who are concerned about their kids being trans. Wait, no, who did that one? Are you referencing something? No, that's or... real. Yeah, who who did that one? It's in Texas. No, I know the bill's real, but did the celebrity no, 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 no. outspoken about? No, 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 I'm just saying that there's a difference between oh, okay. there's a difference between that and that. Like just being like, oh, I don't like the the queers. It's like that sucks. You're a piece of shit. But like saying that and having power, that's different. That's different, you know. And it depends. So like, if you're singing your music and it's like, I'm a party bitch, it doesn't matter. Like there's no, you know. Yeah. But like if in the song it was like, I'm a party bitch, but also you shouldn't get vaccinated because it's a fucking lie, you know, then. <laughs> but what if it's something like, I'm a party bitch because I have a real pussy, not one of those fake pussies that those trans people get. Like, <laughs> I'm a where's party the bitch. lie? <laughs> no impossible pussy. And it's like. Okay, that's actually kind of a banger of a line. Like, it's problematic. I'm going to be honest. But, but also, like, you might not be just able the, to know what they mean. The word impossible pussy. It sounds because maybe they, maybe they're saying that they're not like uh, pretending I like don't a know. like a Barbie silicone bitch, you know? Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But then, but the person's like, I'm a party bitch, and I really dislike trans people. Coming, you're just men who want to be fucking women. Come in our spaces to displace us. I know. Again, that's problematic, but just the <laughs> just the phonetic. Lyrics of in our spaces to displace us. Again, in our spaces to displace us. It's bad. Don't don't <laughs> listen to this message. If the words had different definitions, <laughs> that would fucking hit. Like just the you know, ugh, fuck. I can no, no, no. I see it. I can see it. I can see, it's a new chant for the for the left. Yeah. It's like Oh, these polices in our faces. In our spaces, they displace us. Oh, that's on fire. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. See, I fuck. Yeah. Listen, it, but it's also funny because when people who are celebrities, I know we got to wrap this up, but this is like a deep ass fucking topic. Because <laughs> celebrities who speak good and on things, it always it often turns out to be like it's not real or it's not genuine. So, like, you literally don't fucking know anything about anyone when Roseanne Barr fucking did her little Twitter thing and she lost her show and she went on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan says, I know her. She's not a racist. And like Joe Rogan's problematic, but here's the thing is that I don't know her and he knows her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I should be able to defer to other people about the people they know because they know the people. But do you know him? Do you know him well but enough I, to trust her? And, to trust his and opinion of her? And it's true. but like Because you know, then you're like, well, I don't know her, but I know him. And he would mm, never say something of... Uh, well, even though I think that he's like crazy problematic, I think I still believe him a little bit. And when she says that she's not, I believe that she doesn't mean to be. Yeah. And and that's like where there's like a line. Because some people are just sort of fucking malicious. Like it doesn't matter what you do or say. To a degree, right? I because think, I think a lot of the times comedians, comedians especially, will say racist shit or will say bigoted shit. And because comedians in general are so used to not really being super invested in, in what they – their investment in their views 
truly just goes as far as to how much of a reaction it gets from its audience. Mm -hmm. And so as a comedian, your, your verbiage and just your, your thought processes and like in general of like, what's going to hit, what isn't going to hit doesn't always reflect your views, but sometimes you default to just, I mean, it's, it's listen, slurs get a cheap laugh. It's like Michael Richards saying the N-word. Literally, I I feel like anybody who's considered comedy or has written comedy knows. They always talk about low-hanging fruit. Listen, it's so fucking easy. You go into a room of all black people who are like really concerned socially about what's happening in the world and their place in it, and you make a crazy fucking racist joke, they're going to laugh because they're fucking aghast. And they're like shocked. Wait, and if you make that joke? Or I'm not saying like anyone. Like if you made that, they would laugh. Mm-hmm. But like that's not a good laugh. No. And that's not what you want. You don't want to just shock people and hurt people into laughing. It's you know? a hell mary of a like. Really, it's it's like if you picture it, comedy, it'll, it'll miss. It, and you're white. It, you're white. You're on stage, and you're like, "Yo, what's up, my niggas?" <laughs> Some people might laugh. Some of them might not. You're in the right city. If you're in the right the right day in Harlem at the Apollo and you get on stage and you're like, yo my niggas, what's poppin'? And you do like a <laughs> what's you, bracket? You come out and you're like, hey wow, what's up, my niggas? Right? The on a on a oh, real no. sunny, nice day, everybody'll laugh. They'll all fucking laugh. Nobody's gonna hit you or anything, they're gonna go home. They're like, that was kinda funny, but I don't I don't like how I feel. <laughs> like, I don't feel good about myself for you know, like, at that. Fuck, like, yeah, like comedy is weird. Comedy, comedy is, is fucking weird. It's real easy to just fucking. Well, I think the weirdest part about comedy is that some people will use laughter as a means of of expressing discomfort. Yes, and and that's and that's also a genuine laugh to also get as it a comedian. Is. That's also a laugh you would want to get sometimes. A laugh is a laugh, but you have to know your intent and you have to know your audience intent. And if you're going for a different kind of laugh and you're triggering a discomfort laugh without allowing the relief, like then you're just edging with no completion. Have you seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Have I seen The Have Marvel- you seen this season? <laughs> Have I seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? So did you see last season? Hell yeah. Did you see this season? Yeah. I'm not caught completely caught up to season, but in, in the last season, the season three, she goes to the Apollo. She's on stage, mm-hmm. and she starts telling these fucking amazing, hilarious jokes that really connect with the people. But it's like the fucking '80s, and she's a white woman. Did you say it's the '80s? And the one with Mrs. Mason, isn't it the '80s? Honey, no, it's like the '60s. No, because you seen on. the way they're dressing. No, 80s. no, the '70s. It's the '70s. Because uh, only because Lenny, how, because of how old, um, not Lenny Bruce, um, who, George Carlin is. George Carlin isn't in it yet. No, I'm aware of that, but George Carlin. That was the seventies. Yeah, that was the seventies. You said the sixties. It's the seventies. No, he's in the six. There, the the. Show takes place Whatever. in the sixties. That's the point. The sixties and they're black. And it's she's... not the fucking eighties. That's for damn okay, sure. Okay, whatever. But she says she's saying all the things, and they're laughing, and it's funny. 
but like Shy Baldwin's upset because something personal was said about him and also it's just weird and wrong <laughs> what she was doing and she crossed the line. Mm. That's part of being celebrity a celebrity doesn't too. save you. You can't just do what you want. Unless you're good enough. The only thing you can do if you're if you are a celebrity and you're not a celebrity or you're like a shun celebrity, this will help. Hmm. Or if you're an aspiring celebrity, this will help. It's like aligning your chakras, right? Yeah. You got to pick up your phone. Put your thumb in your butt. Wherever you're listening to this to, we're going we're gonna to have to stop this, but you have to stop it from inside the app. You're going to have to go into the app, right? And you're going to press this like a thumbs up thing there or like a, a, a rate thing there. You're going to press it and put five stars or a thumbs up. And this is the only way to prevent being a problematic celebrity or being a problematic aspiring celebrity. And then save it and then listen to the end of the recording and then it'll stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the secret. You Just... can also comment and be like, you're amazing. And then it'll give you 50 years of joy. And at least three years of good luck. And We're not going to tell you about the remaining eight years of bad luck. It's It's on the metric system. If your favorite celebrity was... Pitching the podcast, our podcast, how would they do it? Listen here, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, sorry. If my favorite celebrity were pitching this podcast, <clears throat> okay, Jolly. So we got two guys, all right? They're going to get booze, they're going to get a bunch of booze, and we're just going to start drinking, all right, Jolly? Now, we can't let the bar go under. If we let the bar go, oh, Dennis is going to have a field day with this one. It's Danny DeVito. I'm doing Frank okay. Reynolds from Always Sunny because okay. Danny DeVito is my guiding light. Um, he is my morning star. That's uh, that's that's where I'm going to end this. I really hope Danny DeVito doesn't do anything <laughs> problematic in the future um, because I truly idolize him. He's my uh, screensaver on my phone. Um, I am deeply in love with all of his work and also just from what I've heard from testimonials of, uh, him as a, as a coworker and as a producer and as a boss, especially from, uh, during the Matilda time, mm-hmm. um, he's a fantastic human being and Danny DeVito, I love you and I appreciate you and please don't be problematic. Chandler finds his pride. Thank you for joining us on Was That in Good Taste? If you're a celebrity and you're not problematic, please reach out to us. If you're a celebrity and you are problematic, please reach out to us. If you're a celebrity and you have an alcohol or spirit or any type of product that you want to plug, I mean, don't reach out to us for the plug, but like, we'll we'll plug you. Um, uh, talk to us. Don't talk. touch her; she doesn't want it. Talk, mm. talk to us. Look, even if she says she wants it, they're still at a developing age. Um, oh. just don't. That's the wrong button. Oh no, I just that was not the. That. No, you better cool out, big dude. You need to. You need to. You need to.
cool out, big dude. Look, I'm saying statutory doesn't statutory doesn't involve consent. So either way, stay away. <laughs> Just don't grass on the field. Go home, Roger. Go home, Rod. Fuck, we need that as a drop. Oh fuck. Just go home, Roger. Say, I can't take this anymore. I'm going home. Go screw you guys. I'm, I'm going, going home. home. Um, so that was uh was I think a taste. Your podcast for like things and stuff and celebrities and alcohol, equity, and sometimes Hamar. <laughs> Like, comment, and subscribe. Um, Drinking isn't always recommended. What? But it is required?